Thank you for downloading this episode of the Football Purist Podcast. Please help by subscribing and check out footballpurist.com. The Reds handle business in a familiar way versus the Dross. Comfortable 1-0 at half. Then Lana gets subbed off. And Shakiri steps on the pitch. Plus or minus 11 mistake. 4-1 by the end. On this episode of the Talk On Podcast, we're going to give our full match review of Cardiff. We're going to get into some of the opposition, individual performances, provide our usual seat index ratings, which I'm sure a lot of people have missed. We haven't been on in a little while. And then close it out and welcome a upcoming preview of Arsenal, which is coming soon. So before I get into any of that, why don't we introduce my panel, starting with Ali Garamani. Ali, how are you? Good, good. How about yourself? Overcoming a cold, but never stopped me before. <laughs> Glad to have you. Uh, we also have the venerable Joey Vishney. Joey? Jeffrey, excited for the new boy on the way. <laughs> Isn't that like just anyone who doesn't know Jeffrey's having a kid in a couple of days. So very excited over here. Yeah. <laughs> so much for the confidential part of that. Okay, cool. <laughs> now, now, First talk on, baby. now they also, yeah, they all know it's all good. Let's do that again then. Cause I didn't know this was supposed to be confidential. <laughs> no, it's fine. I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> and then finally, James, welcome James back to the pod. We've missed you. Oh, not as much as I missed you guys. Hey James, did you hear Jeff's having a baby? <laughs> I heard, but I think that's supposed to be confidential. Oh, confidential shit. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like Jeff's or uh, James is getting ready to go somewhere. Uh, it is wing night tonight, so let's see. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a hard stop at 1030. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. Well, why don't we just get into what you saw from Cardiff? Uh, this is a Warnock team. They set up in a familiar way. Allie. How many did you count behind the ball for most of the match? What were your big takes from them? From them? Yes. They had they had no spirit, no hope. They they came here knowing they were going to lose. Um, Warnock didn't think they would win either. Um, they got one back and gave them some hope, but ultimately they were completely shit. <laughs> yeah, Joey, how many dives did you count in this one? I had, I think, two. Oh, what well, was one of them like to law kind of fell over a little bit or something like that? I don't know. I mean, they, in terms of Cardiff, they were, it was, it was tough. It's like, you know, they did well to, to get promoted last year. They, I don't think they were as good as what they were in the championship last year, but um, I mean, it, it was rough to watch. They, they're just not a very good side at all, but um, you know, the, they, I mean, I'm trying to think of some, some positives there. It's it, it just kind of, I think Cardiff just is what they are, you know, um, they're just, a, they're going to get relegated this season. They're not a very good side. They don't keep much possession at all. Aren't they? I think maybe lowest in the league in terms of possession numbers, uh, reds just, you know, they had their way with them and, uh, that's how it should have been. Uh, you know, it, it took a little bit there to, to open it up, but, um, I think it played out exactly how it should have. Yeah, it's a fantastic point. It <laughs> played out exactly as it should have. Gave Klopp the opportunity to give some players some rest, rotate some 
players in. You saw Lana, you saw Moreno, even saw Lovren. James, do you see anything wrong with that picture <laughs> or those capable subs? Uh, if there's ever a game to uh, bring them out and give them uh, a run of likes, I would say this was it. And for as little time as Marino's been on there, I didn't think he was too, too bad, especially because I'm sure a lot was asked of him to get forward and contribute to the offense. Solid point. And um, yeah, uh, Milana, unfortunately, still a little, uh, little behind the ball and trying to shake the cobwebs off, it seems like. What is he, turning 31? Yeah, 31 going on 51, it seems like. <laughs> yeah, you, you want the guy to get his sea legs, I think. So Lovely can... guy, but I think I'm faster than him. <laughs> and I can't run. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still in PT right now. <laughs> yeah, it's just as slow on the pitch as he was when he replaced Salah in the final. <laughs> and it seemed every time he got the ball, it, he happened to lose it. He goes to Lana. He does some funny trick. But here's the one thing he always happens to do. And I learned this from Dave Hendrick. He out, like anytime there's Liverpool score, some of, some of the scores, like Salah, first goal, he's always the first to hug. He's all, he, nowhere near the play. Had nothing to do with either the assist or the ultimate goal. But he was first to hug him. Amazing. Locker room guy. It's a locker room guy right there. Team guy. <laughs> we got a lot of those locker room guys, don't we? Yeah, from we're... Lucas to Lalana, Hendo, Lovren. And they all much, have something in common. And feels you mu- like as much as you hate to say it, even Moreno. Although I agree with, we can't move on past Moreno, right? Like you guys aren't just going to say he had like an okay game. I thought he was amazing. No, I no, thought no. he had a great game. Amazing, mm, but we'll get into. Yeah, it. no, I thought I thought he had a very, very, very good game for and a player that listen, doesn't play. I get it. We're going to get into him. We promise. I, mean, I I'll, I'll give you his due. Get a good start for sure. Any Premier League left back start, I thought it was very, very good. Yep, we'll get into individual performances like in seconds here. Uh, but I thought Klopp, the way he set up, I mean, he was Ali able to play a four-two-three-one for the first time this year. So this seems to be played it a lot at Dortmund. Obviously, he got a chance to run it out for this. What do you think? I, I kind of like the model. Uh, I think. Him and Pep Linders are just doing so many things differently this year. We we have a really strong spine, so you can see them being able to alter the team for different opponents with the players more than we were able to do last year. You'll see that he's resting players a little more. You'll see that he's um, kind of just changing everything. Um, like Firmino's dropping in more. Everything's changing. And I, I don't know if it's a, a coaching thing or if Klopp thinks this is the way we're going to be able to grind out teams because our attack is so potent at going forward and they can just deal with not having as many numbers and they can kind of carry it themselves. I think it's just a mixture of all that stuff. So changing the formation um, is just one of the aspects of that. Yeah. And James, what did you think of, you know, Fabinho? Like it, we saw him obviously perform pretty well in champions league Going into this one, you expected kind of more of the same. Did you see that? Like, do you think his adaptation to English football is complete? Uh, no, I don't think he's the complete package yet. Uh, I thought he was phenomenal in terms of reading the play and putting himself in good positions to break up counterattacks as well as contribute in the offense. 
the things I was most impressed with him were his ability to communicate well with Genie in that dual six role. And when one would move forward and be in the offense, the other one would drop back and take up that space between the center backs and our midfield. And it didn't look like there was really any counterattacks that we were vulnerable, especially for odd man rushes, which was nice to see, especially with his first Premier League start. And what I was even more impressed with with him was his forward passing. Uh, it's so refreshing to see a center back, uh, defensive midfielder that's willing to pass between the lines and you know make those relatively questionable passes that are maybe going to go through eight or nine out of ten times. But when they do, they open up the midfield and the forwards and don't, don't allow the other team to set in place in defense, which uh, I think is going to be a key for us with a lot of these deep-lying teams that defend behind with 9, 10, 11 players. Dictating tempo. Yeah, look, the attributes you would expect from a proper defensive bed, right? And what most supporters, Liverpool supporters, have been clamoring forever, including Joey Vishny, which is why I bring the next question to Joey. <laughs> like, for another take on Fabinho, like... What do you see in in terms of the potential with him going forward? What he didn't, what he offers that Hendo never offered. Uh, that you know, I think Genie offers. I think maybe at seventy percent of Fabinho. There's no question he's got talent going forward. Yeah, no doubt about no doubt about it. And I think the fact that he was a right back for a while as well, and he currently plays there for Brazil. That helps him a lot, you know, helps him carry the ball up the right, helps with his crossing, helps with his long passing, helps with a lot of different aspects as well, which translated translates a bit into the center defensive role, which he's most comfortable with. Um, yeah, you know, we, he's been everything we've needed since Mask left. Um, they are different players. You know, Mask was definitely more of a uh, defender at first. And, and while Fabinho is a very, very good tackler and that's why I'm so happy to have him is because we haven't had someone who can get around the pitch that and just win most of his tackles. Um, you know, he, he offers a lot more, uh, going forward. So it's going to take a while to, to get to see the best of him. You know, when he first came into the side, he kept dropping back somewhat like Henderson does in between the center backs. And, um, I think that, that was probably happening during training too. You know, you're so used to doing that in that role um, that, that he played with, with Monaco. And I think, you know, now the, the fact that we have two center backs that are playmakers, like don't get that wrong. Joe Gomez and Van Dyke are, are playmakers. They can do that from deep line roles. And so we don't need someone like Henderson or, or Jeannie or Fabinho, wh- whoever's playing that role to drop that deep, to get the ball and try and make a play um, because those guys can do it. So, now that I think Klopp has talked him out of it and got him moving a little bit more forward, um, it's exciting to see, especially if we play in that double pivot with Hammond, whether it's Wijnaldum or Keita. Uh, you know, he he definitely has all the qualities to be able to do all the defensive work, which we haven't had a center defensive mid who could who is of that defensive qualities like him in in a very long time. And, and then he just offers so much more as well. And you know, we're not going to see the best of him probably until next season. Um, we're just very excited to have him now in the squad because I think, you know, it, he initially got in because of rotation um, and, and obviously, you know, Klopp needs to bet in his players and get used to it and get used to the system. It, it, it took a little bit for, you know, a lot of players that, that, that Klopp's brought in, but just very, very happy to see him on the side because I think now he's not, you know, he's, 
he's the first six on our team sheet, unless it's Genie for some reason. Um, you know, Genie's good at it too. He's very good at it. You know, yeah. but what they both offer that Henderson doesn't is a little bit more agility. So you know, you, you make a good tackle um, and you get the ball, and, and and both of them also are not afraid to just get a quick outlet. Um, you know, the, listen, I, I want I'm not going to be a Henderson hater because I'm not. I, I definitely think Henderson plays better in an attacking mid position, um, like or like on the right side of a midfield three, um, where he does a lot of the good off the ball work. Um, and then, you know, well, you know, some decent on the ball work, but I think in general, um, Genie and Fabinho fit more of what Klopp wants to do with that deeper lying midfield role. And, and, um, you know, they do some things that Henderson doesn't, which, which I think is, is why they will be playing there. Joey, I think the biggest difference is you just noticed that Fabinho and Genie, they're, they're used to turning the ball and they're more comfortable with it. Hmm. Whereas I think when normally when, Henderson's box to box. He's kind of receiving the ball in a higher position, so he's not comfortable with turning it into danger and trying trying to you know hit. Yeah, you know, out he, of position. Exactly like you just said, and with that agility too, and then just the quick turn. You know, Genie, he's he's never really played that six. I, I don't believe, to to my knowledge, until Klopp started playing him there. But the reason why he can do it so well is just he's so good with the ball at his feet, and it's impossible to get it off of him. So I think it was natural for him just to. Yeah to move in that kind of way. And Fabinho has been doing it, doing it for a while. And, you know, you ask Henderson to just essentially, you're just saying, Hey, we want you to kind of make this role yours or at least try to, you know, because he's probably one of the only players that could do that when, you know, when he started playing there that we had in our squad, we didn't have the greatest squad. And he just, he, listen, Henderson does it his own way. It works in certain games. Um, I just, I, you know, I believe that Henderson should be playing on the right side of a three if we play that or just more of an attacking role. He just, we, we know that we have two players at least done, you know, in, in my opinion that can, can do a better job in that role than he can. And it was also exciting to see, even though first game in this setup, first game with Fabinho and Jeannie sitting in front of the center backs. And even in the first half, you saw Virgil, and Lovren making runs up when there wasn't an immediate pass, but the Cardiff players were giving them space. Mm-hmm. They felt comfortable enough to even go 10, 15 yards up and create the shift in the defense to then open up a pass where that's just been such a frustrating aspect of our game for however many years that we just didn't have that natural holding midfielder that could uh, – acknowledge when they needed to drop back and allow one of the center backs to carry forward and yeah even like watching Agard. exactly yeah yeah and i think matt is very good at that too so hopefully yeah he is confidence well you know like sorry yeah, go ahead i'm sorry yeah i'm just saying like you you bring up a great point because look henderson just he never was a defensive player right he just ever even through sunderland like he, he's more of an attacking player or box-to-box player he it's 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 hard to learn that defensive awareness oftentimes when you just have never grown up with it or never played that way. And so so when you have Fabinho in there and especially with his experience playing at right back, he knows when to cover those center backs who go up or those wing backs who go up at the appropriate times. Genie's gotten very good at that. It's just, he is on the pitch first and foremost to defend. And, and that is what we need in that position just so happens that he's got the ability to sling the ball 40 yards forward 
Right. Yeah, he's got everything. I mean, that's you know we pay, we paid what over forty million for him. I know it's taken a while for him to get into the side, but this is this was uh, this is a class player we're talking about. I mean, these the players that Klopp has brought in are top class, and and he is no different. He was excellent for Monaco. You saw Baka Yoko leave to go to Chelsea, and you look at it and you're like, oh shit, Fabinho was carrying Baka Yoko. Baka Yoko is shit. He he's shit right now, and he he's going to continue to be shit because he's no longer next to Fabinho. <laughs> Honestly, I think Fabinho was carrying him a bit in that Monaco side, cleaning up his mistakes. Just, you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. Who would have thought Danny Drinkwater wasn't that good without N'Golo Conte? Next <laughs> right, but that's that's the point though. Is I, I, we have all been, and especially Ali and I, since I've known him, have been crying out ever since Mastriano left. To, for a center defensive midfielder every season. And yes, Lucas filled that void somewhat. Like we all love Lucas, but he was never, especially after the knee injury, before he, he had a good run there. But we've been crying out well, for a center defensive well, Joey, mid. We finally Lucas, got Lucas didn't grow up playing center um, defensive mid. He grew up playing attacking mid for Grimio. So right, which is Rafa, why I think he did the Rafa best had, job of it. Yeah. Exactly. Rafa turned him into that. And he was. He had a decent couple of months before his ACL injury um, in a defensive side, so it was helping him out. But exactly, he he wasn't what we ultimately ultimately needed. And for some reason, under Brendan Rodgers, under uh, even Kenny Dalglish, we just never replaced him. Uh, he just it was something like the Skirtle situation where we just never replaced him either. It was yeah. pretty weird. But finally, like you guys mentioned, we have this guy who looks like he's thirty five, who's twenty five. <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> and Rebecca, he, dude, everybody loves Rebecca. Come on. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the best part of that duo. So one other thing I wanted to bring up before we go, I guess, back to front, which I think we're already doing, but you know, we'll go give Joey a chance to talk about Moreno, for instance. Thank you. Yeah, of course. How about the attacking mid that we've been missing and the effect that Shakiri has had? The lad comes on in the 68th minute. And it's like almost immediately we're more of a threat going forward. The link-up play is a lot more precise. Uh, he's able to pick out Salah, Mane in the right spots. James, what do you think about the Shakiri effect in the game? And how do you think it's going to play against either the Dross or the rest of the Premier League pa- campaign? Uh, I think if anyone that's been watching the past few games, Shakiri, it's clear as day to see how much of an impact he has on the team. And it's almost impossible now for Klopp to leave him out of the starting lineup, um, especially with teams that are going to pack it in. You need players that have that creativity, ones that aren't afraid to keep the ball, dribble around one player. And we didn't see, haven't seen it a lot so far, but take some shots from outside the 18, which is going to be big for us with him, with Keita, when he gets back from injury and gets a little bit more confidence, uh, having that threat, uh, which is going to draw out those holding midfielders from the top of the 18 and create some more space for our front three is going to be really good for us. And with the link up play that he's had specifically with Salah so far, uh, I think once we can get to a point where we're playing against the bottom third teams that are just going to pack it in against us. And when Fabinho is more comfortable in that role, we can have him sitting as a lone holding midfielder and then have two in attacking midfielders in front of them, which you know ideally would be Ox and Shaq, um, because I think they're the most offensively creative attacking midfielders that we have. And that is just going to allow so much more interchange with the wide 
forwards as well as when Firmino drops back or if Sturridge is playing or, you know, Solanke. I think we're going to have a lot more options in that regard. It's just that that 10 that was missed in the summer, the Fakir yeah. that didn't happen. Because, so you guys, I mean, what, what, what do we think the over-under is on Ox? He's probably walking back in next he's year. He's not sometime. coming back this season. Yeah. No, I see him every day at uh, physical training. Yeah, there you go. Physical therapy. <laughs> there you go. No, um, I was going to say, doesn't it feel like Big Shaq is just kind of a budget uh, continue at this rate? Like he's, he's taking that role on where he's he has that left foot where you can strike it from 30. And I feel like we're about to see him start turning those in because you've seen it for the national team for, you know, growing up playing Inter and uh, Bayern Munich. And um, I, th- I just think we saw what well, we saw at Stoke city where he's going to get confidence and he's going to start just ripping those shots from 30 yards. And we're going to start so. seeing comparisons with uh, Coutinho soon. That's our problem, Ali, right now. We don't name me three players in the squad that you feel confident in shooting from outside the box. Genuinely. Probably Salah. That's about it. But maybe not even like, like I, I would like Salah maybe yes. for like a finesse away, like like yeah, like not, well uh, even this season, like Salah maybe right outside the box, maybe a yard or two. But I'm talking like, like okay, I I don't want to compare to Stevie G. I hate doing that. Just anyone like Alonzo, like any player that will have a rip from outside the box. There's not many players on Liverpool right now, a that I would like not trust, but just like when they're doing it, be like okay, this has a shot, or I mean, B that I genuinely think one, like right? he might be one of two or three players, like maybe Alexander Arnold, you would, you would hope it would hit the target. You would expect it to hit the target. You know, uh, Van Dyke, when he yeah, comes yeah, forward, he yeah. can, but you just, you, even at Leipzig, you saw maybe a couple, but really not that many. I'm talking like guys that like during the game are willing to give it a go, you know, oftentimes. And, and I think you need that in a side. I, I, you know, we don't have really many players that do that. And I, I think Shakiri is, one of our only guys that can do that. And, you know, he has a, you, you have a pretty good shot of him hitting the target at least when he does it as well. So, Ali, good point. I mean, I'm really excited to see him, you know, hopefully kick on from here because if he does, if he continues like this, then not just a bargain buy, but just a, a, a price aside. I don't care if we paid like 50 million, 50 million for him if he comes and hits the levels. To, to what we expect him to, we've just been missing that right now. As a role. You know, we had it, we, we had it with Ox last year, but you know, hopefully he comes back to 90% of what he was on that run with us because he was having an excellent run and just such a terrible and gruesome knee injury. You know, Shakiri needs, he needs to become that, that role for us, that role player for us right there. Yep. Yeah. And I agree with you, but I, I think we also do have that in uh, Virgil too. So when Virgil can Thank get you. Yeah. Someone but he agreed just doesn't with me on do Virgil. it often, though. Like, that's what I'm saying is... Klopp like, doesn't want him doing it, but yeah. He's, exactly. he's got that in his locker. But I mean... But it... I just... I feel like... I completely agree with you. Like, I, I wouldn't mind having Virgil taking our some of our set pieces. I'm just saying in general, like, we need players on the pitch who will have a go when teams sit back and try and pack the box. And we got to try and break them down. We need players that can just like, all right, I'm just going to give you a little shimmy and fucking rip it. Like well, maybe Mane, maybe, but. Well, at least we want the opposition to fear that. So at least we can exactly shimmy and try to pass it off like through ball to solo easy. At least there's something else that they're worried about. You know what I mean? Right. Which is why Lalana was such a problem in this match. That's why we didn't have the same creativity and interplay that we did once Shaq strolled on the pitch. So <laughs> need more of those. Need one in January. Don't know if we're going to get it, but hoping that 
it goes that way. So um, <laughs> I'm going to go back to Allie because we're going to get into individual performances, even though we've been kind of talking <laughs> about them the entire time. But I get the chance to ask you about Allison. How did you think Allison played? I thought Allison was fantastic. He had um, he didn't get a clean sheet. He had one goal conceded. He had zero saves, zero uh, in the box, zero out of the box, zero penalty saves. Um, I think he had he received or recovered the ball ten times. I think I think he's bored as fuck playing on this Liverpool team. Last season, you saw Carrius, you saw Mignolet, just seeing a lot of the action. This season, our, our strength is so strong down the middle, the spine that I don't think he's going to get that much action this season. He's getting bored, yeah. But I think it's a good problem to have. So, yeah, he played a great game by just not doing anything. <laughs> this was our pre-game banter, like <laughs> joking about, like, so what did Allison really do? Like, you can ask me about him, but did he do anything except yeah, for get exactly. a tan or like massage his beard? But 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 regardless of you know he didn't have much to do but he his presence still does a lot for the team there's no question i see him organizing the defense with virgil i see him um just he's being fucking amazing dude. just being where he's he needs amazing. to be when someone needs to turn back and pass it to him he's just an, av- an available option that people don't worry now so it's just better that we don't think about it good okay well with that out of the way that was a big one um <laughs> why don't we talk about our backs and our center backs, and I will, Joey, I will get to you with Moreno. It's coming. But first, Trent's first match in a few. Um, between Trent, I'll, I'll, of course, ask about Lovren in a second. But uh, James, what did you think of Trent? Like, he took a few matches off. Seemed to be, you know, in terms of his accuracy, pinging the ball from long range, I don't think it's there yet, but... His passes looked crisp. He was moving forward. What did you see? Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, but I also think a, a part of the game plan tonight probably wasn't going to be a lot of working the ball towards a corner flag and having you know an overlapping run and Trent delivering crosses in. Um, our front three aren't set up that way. Our attacking midfielders aren't threats for aerial duels. Um and also with, with the game plan that we were expecting Cardiff to come out with, you know, they have height and they're going to pack it in the 18. So I don't think they were really expecting him to deliver a lot of crosses. Uh, I would have liked to have seen more work with him with given goes, uh, you know, with Salah up in front or potentially one of the midfielders. Cause I think that's really suits his game. Well, being a natural midfielder, either having the confidence to, not just make a run up the sideline, but also come in a little bit, which he's done in the past and has done well. Um, and, you know, with Fabinho coming in there and also being comfortable at right back, that's going to be a good option where once Trent can get a little more confidence and move forward more for runs, Fabinho can then drop back and cover for that right side. Yep. And I think it's just a run of games that, he's going to need in order to get back to say the form that we saw last year, like qualification for champions league all the way through. So sitting on the other side, Joey, I'm coming back to you for your favorite Spanish left back. Please talk to us. My favorite Liverpool player. Yeah. Uh, Probably going to Barcelona, by the way. Oh, good. Good for him, dude. Perfect backup to Jordi Alba. (laughs) Uh, No, honestly, I I think I, I, I 
understand oftentimes why Moreno gets shit uh, from a lot of Liverpool supporters. He is a bit of a liability defensively just in terms of him switching off and, and giving up a chance somewhere throughout the game. Um, it, it happens often. I understand it. Uh, that's why he is our backup left back. Um, that's why he does not start. But I do think he's a vi- I, I, I think he's a good footballer. He is. He's not a great defender, but he's a good footballer. I've, I've said for a while, I think that he should be starting on not starting. I, I believe he should be featuring on the left wing for us occasionally. Like, I think he is that good going forward. I think he has a very good touch, a really good passer of the ball, an excellent crosser. Uh, and he can finish too. Like I, I think he's a very good attacking player. And I, I thought he had a pretty solid game. I mean, if you look at it right now, who in the league genuinely has a better uh, backup left back th- than than we do? I mean, I guess you could say Ben Davies at at Spurs. Uh, I'm I would probably say even Delph at um, at City. I know he's a midfielder, but he's decent at left back. Uh, maybe Kolasinic. Montreal, whoever's mm. you know the backup there. I mean, but but like Chilwell starting right. That that yeah, Chilwell. I, I think Chilwell's very very good. But um, just you look at it around the league, and it's like guys, we're lucky to have Alberto Moreno as our backup left back right now. When we need squad rotation, he will get a game. And if if anyone you know, why wouldn't you want to rest Andy Robbo at home against Cardiff, like when he needs a rest of and course. and. And Albert, Alberto Moreno is more, a more than capable player to come in and, and do a job. Uh, you know, yes, he got was it, he might have gotten megged for like when he went in for a tackle that ended up leading to the cross, but you know it was a deflection off of Virgil's foot, um, and and then led and then obviously led to the goal. Crosses come in all the time, and Virgil you know deflects them out. It just happens that that time wasn't one of them. Um, I, I think. I, I like Moreno. Uh, it's I know he's you not going to be here after this year. Love I, I do. I mean, I, I think he's he's more than it's more than what he offers on the pitch. He's he's a glue guy in the locker room. I know people don't want to hear that, and people don't love that, and don't want to pay high wages to someone like that. But he helps out high wages, guys. He, are we? I mean, really, most players that that get featured for us are, are getting a, a pretty decent wage. Um, I mean, like you have Origi on the books right now. You have, I think, fucking Markovic on the books right now, right? So, like, <laughs> players like Alberto Moreno, that's that's okay to me to have them on the books making what they make. Um, people are going to have bad memories for certain games. And I understand that. But I have absolutely no problems with Moreno coming in and playing a few games here and there. And, um, and and I thought he did a good job. I thought, you know, when I was watching him, I thought, at least attacking-wise, he was pretty good. He, he There's a couple tackles he actually he made running back um, to try and cover. So his, his, his recovery pace helps him out, too. Yeah, you kind of with. I'm sorry to interrupt. Um, let me just I'll start with this and flip back to you. But you have to grade Moreno on a curve, right? I mean, the player doesn't get minutes, and you know, it's his first game all season. No, since Champions League. I mean, he played well last season until Robo came in too. Well, so. yeah, yeah, you can't forget that, right? Until Robo first got his minutes, so you got to grade him on a curve. He did as well as you could possibly expect from Moreno, given his limitations in defending, and he doesn't cross the ball as well as Robbo. I don't think there's anyone in the Premier League does. So yeah, I mean, I think Mendy, Mendy's up there. I think he's still good at it though. He's still got a good whip on him. <laughs> Mendy, I, I didn't see it today, but I, okay, I'll trust you on that. Uh, I mean, right now, it's a decent shot, by the way. Yeah, he does, dude. Yes, he does. He just hasn't um, scored since that one time, right? But but Joey but, and Jeff, you guys mentioned that you don't think we have any better 
or there's no other team with a better set of left backs. I think the same thing for the right side as well. Yeah. And we have we have Trent, we have Gomez, and we have Klein, and then we have Fabinho who can lock in there as well. I, I just so Gene can is, play right back. Yeah. Hendo can play. Milner can play right back. Like. I mean, you could also say that our third choice left back is better than most teams' second choice with Milner. Yeah, absolutely. Well, like, who would who would have thought we'd have lived to see the day that we actually have depth in our fullback? <laughs> we just don't even know how to talk about it. This is the best squad we've had talent-wise in a long and in, in maybe decades in, in terms of not as a collective, like as a team. Quite, quite yet. Obviously, we haven't we haven't won anything as a team. But in terms of like individual talent, this may, may be the most talented Liverpool squad in a long, long time. Longest I can remember by far. Yeah. Well, before we get too excited, I've got to pull out the single mistake that we saw. And Joey, I got to come back to you because you, <laughs> before you, we get too excited, you, I got to. You pull know, out. you know who I'm going to ask you about, <laughs> and it ain't Virgil. <laughs> so. No doubt, you, you, you bring Lovren on, and a mistake happens. He's got it in his locker, and especially when he isn't playing regularly, it's like similar thing as Moreno. <laughs> Talk us through that one. What happened? Yeah, he he also had um, a tackle early on in the game that led to a free kick as well. Um, that I think that ended up being called as an offside goal. I think he they uh, mm-hmm. yeah his uh, his. Off time tackle led to that free kick that that then led to that goal. That luckily it was just offsides. We got lucky there. But um, two mistakes. I mean, sorry. It's, it's kind of at this point. I feel like we've seen Lovren hit the heights for Liverpool. Like I, I think we've seen him at his best maybe last season. Um, going into this season, uh, not that his best is is amazing or anything, but I don't think he's going to get any better. Right? Like, what is he? Twenty seven now. Um. And it's not that, you know, players don't get better, especially defenders as they get older. You know, there's plenty of examples, but I just don't think he's learning much. I don't think that he's learning from his mistakes. And and, and especially now that we have, uh, you know, Joe Gomez in there, who's going to be getting those minutes. Um, I, I just, I, I'm not like content with Lovren starting. I just know what we have in him. I'm not expecting anything. I'm not... I, the bar is not held high for me with Lovren, um, especially when you just he's so fantastically, uh, you know, consistently inconsistent. Like he'll have games where he looks great and then he'll have games where he just does not. And so every time that he starts, I just I go in not knowing necessarily what to expect. And I don't think Matip is a great player, but I've always said I personally would rather see Matip in there. Maybe it's just he's a little too similar to Van Dyke in that way where he might want a little bit of a difference in there with, with Lovren. I, I don't know what his thinking is. Maybe he just views Lovren higher in the pecking order. But um, I I think I've said over the years on the podcast you know, what I've needed to say about Lovren, and it's not that like, I'm at peace with anything. It's just I think maybe the big Joe Gomez – Kind of cementing his place in the side has just made me feel a little bit easier knowing that he's not our second center back. And so, therefore, I have to accept certain things with him. It's a very healthy way of looking at it. I'm okay. trying. I'm trying. It's been it's been a long time. And, yes, it sure has. I think Jomas might have cured that a little bit for me. <laughs> cured it for a lot of people, as it counts. But, okay, we've talked, I think, 
Genie and Fabinho to death. So why don't we move on to the attack part of the pitch? Uh, we don't have to spend a ton, ton of time on Lana because <laughs> he didn't really have a lot of effect in the match. But let's talk about Bobby. Uh, Bobby was subbed off in the 70th minute for Milner. So, Ali, what, do you, what did you think? Uh, it seemed like he was trying to create he was doing his usual trying to, you know, link up between the front three, but didn't seem as effective, of course, because they've got 10 people behind the ball. Yeah. I mean, so I've, I've had a theory with, uh, with Firmino this season. I think they're asking him to play differently that, that, than he normally plays. And I, and I've been talking at length with, um, with a couple of guys on Slack about this, the Brazilian fans, um, with Jay Paul specifically, so we think we think he's getting ordered to to drop in a lot more than he typically does, and I think uh, Mane and Salah ultimately are just playing like a two forward type of position instead of just like a wing wide forward. They're playing a little more centrally uh, with with Firmino dropping in a little more, and I think defensively that's also why we've been a little more stable and are basically are the center of the pitch has been a lot stronger. So I think he's being ordered to do something a little differently than we're used to. Um, if you look at his heat map and his touches, you'll you'll notice that it's a little deeper than normal as well. I've been comparing it with with um, most of last season, so I don't I don't know. I, I mean, I, he didn't have a great game, um, and he hasn't been you know on fire for us recently. But I think from what the orders are, I think he's doing a perfectly fine job with how we're doing positionally as well. Yeah, he is definitely further back than he was last year, and you know you could argue it's a reason why that. The front three aren't clicking as well as they were in the latter parts of Champions League, certainly. Uh, James, we've got a player named Mane who seems to be pretty amazing. <laughs> I thought he was the quality, certainly, you know, in the first half, the most disruptive. And obviously, the, his finish for the second goal was magnificent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... It was a little lucky in terms of a shin pad soccer we had for him to break through a couple of defenders, but you can't argue with the finish. It was class. It was, you know, sometimes you just don't see enough of it where, you know, you're in a dangerous area and you just put your laces through the ball. Um, I was also just really impressed with him post game reading the interview where he tried to take blame for the goal that we conceded, which he might've had, you know, a little, part to play in it, but um, I, I think it showed a lot of leadership experience and with w the shift that Klopp has put in his game towards the end of last season throughout this season, we're giving him the number 10 shirt, having him play more centrally and more of a creative role um, and then now going in, into pressers and trying to help out some of the other players uh, it's really exciting to see because my big worry with him as a player has been his selfishness, uh, especially final ball, you know, inside 10, 15 yards of the goal. Uh, I think we can all think of, you know, a handful of times where he could have did a, a side rule pass and a tap in goal, but he tried to shoot and it didn't go in. So uh, I think he's maturing, but uh, I still think there's a way to go. And I think once we can get a few more games in with our strongest lineup, especially with more of a set, whether it's Shakiri in the attacking role 
or when Keita comes back and they can kind of get their partnership going again, um, he can focus on more of his specific duties at the game. And I think he's going to be fantastic again. So hopefully they can sort it out because we all know he plays very well against Arsenal. So it'd be nice to get him a couple of goals next week. Yeah. At the Emirates, no less. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not to get too far ahead, but I'm really looking forward to seeing him at PSG. I think he's going, just as he showed up, the lone player to show up once Salah went down in the Champions League final, he's been clearly the most threatening in the first half of the season, clearly one of the more threatening as he gained his form towards the knockout stages of the Champions League from memory. Mm-hmm. Just a phenomenal player. I just hope to death that he re-signs with Liverpool because... That, <sighs> He'll probably go to Madrid, to be honest. Yeah. And I'm not just saying yeah. that to sulk. Yeah. By the way, Madrid just fired their coach. We saw that. Yeah. <laughs> and also Barcelona in the newspaper said that uh, they've given the green light for Dembele to look for a new team in January. So oh, would you see the straight swap? Would love that. So, okay, that takes care of the attack. Um, we can talk about Salah if you like, um, but why don't we get on to the seat index? What got you out of your seat? Dancing like Brian Painter. You've seen him dance, right? Uh, or slouching back. Like, I don't know. We're sad. Uh, Joey, since you're so positive today, why don't you go first? All right. Uh, let's see. I will start with the negative. Uh, the negative. I feel like we touched a little bit on Lana And, um, I mean, it's. I know their squad rotation and players need to play. I, I would. That player. I, I mean, I honestly wouldn't mind in that game have seen Curtis Jones start. I swear. Like, I, I would not have mind seeing him, especially since we know Lalana's probably not going to be here after next season, you would think. Like, I, I would definitely not have minded seeing Curtis Jones or some other youngster get, get a run in there. But, um, Such a solid I, I, yeah, but I guess I'd say just City City beating Spurs 1-0 kind of just put a little damper there. Would have liked to have seen a draw at least. Um, so they remain at the top of the table on 26 with the Reds. So that, that sucked. Um, but my positive seat index, Sadio Mane's left boot, baby. What a left foot that guy has on him. Some, some awesome goals he's had for us, by the way, with that left boot. Arsenal, his first goal ever with Liverpool was just a wonder goal. He's got two against Everton with the left booty. He had a nice one against Burnley. Palace, Roma, a great goal against City, and then the Cardiff goal. I mean, he's he's had some lovely, he lovely goals. He as hard as he yeah. can. <laughs> Almost harder with his left than he does with his, does with his right, I swear. Yeah, he's fine. Uh, he doesn't give a shit where it goes. He just hits it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, they, and sometimes they just go in like the perfect spot. Like That was a strike against Cardiff. The one against City was top left cheese. Uh, the one of Everton was a rebound from the Sturridge shot, and there was another left foot one that was nice. The Arsenal one was amazing. Like he he has a not enough people talk about him. He's got a great left peg. So my positive seed index is Sadio Mane's left boot. Click. Yeah, we could end the pod on that. That was <laughs> that that was pretty goddamn positive. Uh, why don't we shift on over to Mister Negativity tonight? Ali calling Mane off to Madrid. Appreciate that. That's that's my new negative. I don't know about you. <laughs> Ali, what do that's you got? A, that's a that's a pretty big negative. I'll start with the positive though. Um, just seeing Big Shaq score and just his smile. <laughs> it's a it's a weird thing, but the way he looks like at Klopp, like 
just receives his orders. Uh, I, I just like what Shaq is turning into and what we've we signed this season. So just just his first goal at Anfield, I thought it was just a a great moment for us. Um, and how he pointed the, just like he did in that meme. You know what I mean? Oh, it's too good. Yeah. I, <laughs> if you go on a lot of my uh, social media pages, I just have Big Shaq as my picture. So I'm hiding behind him. Um, anyways, uh, negative. It's just obviously the just the horrific tragedy that happened. Um, that is, really yeah, put everything yeah. into perspective. My heart goes out to everyone at Leicester. Um, it's just a terrible thing that happened. So obviously that's going to be the, the biggest negative. Yeah, brutal. For sure. Just terrible. James, could you pick us up with a positive or at least a negative that's better than that? Yeah. Uh, I, I know we touched a lot on the center of midfield with how well Fabinho did. Uh, I think Genie when Alden was close to our man of the match, if not, mm. I read a statistic out. and I'm, I'm definitely not doing a good enough job here for statistic work, but I want to say I read that somewhere that he outpassed Cardiff in the first half. Yeah. Yeah. I think he had like, he only, I think he only had a couple less passes than the entire team, the whole game. Yeah. I, I read Ooh. that too. He had like 116 passes or something. And I think Cardiff had in the one twenties. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, a lot like I also read into those statistics, and a lot of those passes were forward passes too, not mm-hmm. just you know recycling back, you know from the center backs and side passes. So um, everyone played, you know, a lot of people played very well in the game, but I, I think he deserves a lot of credit for there were a lot of work that he did. That's you know not the glamorous uh, headline work, but uh, allowed our forwards to you know express themselves offensively, which they haven't been doing as much. And um, in, in terms of the negative seat index, uh, it has been something I've been seeing for a while, and it was frustrating to see again today. We you know, got a couple goals at the end, and we're, we're not seeing the same Klopp celebrations in the sidelines as we mm. had in the first season. And, and uh, I know there's a happy medium between him going you know, batshit crazy and you know, just keeping it inside, but I would like to see him you know, interact with the fans a little bit more. Uh, players on the sidelines and uh, you know that energy is really nice to see especially you know when we're getting a couple of late goals to you know tie the game up at the end at home james i think it's because uh we're so good now we just we just expects it <laughs> like we're, we're not afraid of our, our team defensively anymore says so hearts just just doing just fine well that you know pl- what i mean that plus he was also on the losing end of champions league he's fortified the squad he's in year three of this project is it three or four mm-hmm. Three, he's a lot more serious. I think he's come to play. I mean, it's like he knows what the goal is and the incremental steps. There may not be as much to celebrate because there's no more surprises, but certainly he knows what the goals are and it's to win a league and it's to bring hardware back to Anfield, which mm-hmm. not just the Capital League Club or Capital One Cup, whatever the hell that thing is. Um, okay. Thanks all for joining tonight. I think we've ripped this one every which way we possibly can. Stay tuned. We're going to do either a instant analysis the weekend with Mr. Painter and Mr. Tyler, or we might do a preview of Arsenal, or we might do both. So we'll just leave that uh, suspense out there with our listeners. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for joining. Uh, Allie, Joey, James, who doesn't have a Twitter account between you three? It's James, James. right? Okay. <laughs> so we won't ask James, but <laughs> Allie, are you still nasty guy 6969? That's me. Um, 
Yeah, follow me for some great pictures. No, um, I'm uh, Ali G <laughs> underscore FP. I, I said I was going to uh, post a bunch of stats <laughs> every every day. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm a little behind, guys. <laughs> I'll update it soon. Ali's getting uh, married. It's okay. Getting married. Thanks. So that was supposed to be a secret as well. But oh. we're having a baby with Jeff. And we're letting it all married. out. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, don't follow me. Okay. And what about you, Joey? <laughs> Pornhub still or? Uh, just every other day. Okay. Um, Jay Vishney on Twitter. Um, and yeah, jo- Ali. Joey's the guy that uploads all of our uh, Liverpool uh, <laughs> wins to Pornhub. By the way, he's that guy. <laughs> Private account. <laughs> Gents, such a treat as always. Ali, thanks for James. Get on Twitter. One in James. Yeah, James. Get <laughs> Hi, on Twitter. Let's go. Remind let's him to go. do that. Yeah. And thanks to the listeners for joining us again. We will see you next time on the Talk On Podcast. Talk On, Talk On. Talk On, Talk On. Talk On. Talk On. Talk on. Talk on. Talk on.